Good morning, everybody. It's still morning? Oh, well, I, when you listen to this, it might not be. Oh. But through the magic of time travel and audio engineering, it just, <laughs> it's morning. It feels like I've been pushing a rock up, you know, like Mount Everest all day, so <laughs> it's still morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, Randy's not here. No, cuz is, cuz is in the Carpenter and his states. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Yeah. Apparently, he's, uh, he's battling a fierce war with the carpenter ants where he's camping and it's definitely not a war of attrition because he's up to like i'm thinking double digits on the ki- death kill and it's just yeah. he he's like uh the ants are like putin they just keep throwing <laughs> stuff in there yeah and he's just stomping on him oh, yeah and yeah. when are they gonna bomb the cabin I do. that's what i want to know <laughs> randy we did this just for you mm. love you they like hijack a bunch of bombardier beetles Bombardier bees. What's, yeah. What's the natural enemy of, like, a frass? Little, because he can make little RPG and anti-health oh, yeah, like, yeah. things. And... Great. Now I'm just thinking, like, we can replace all of warfare with, like, insects. Give wasn't, them a little AR-15. that movie called Starship Troopers? Yep. That's the one. <laughs> Goddamn, I love that movie. Oh, one of my, first time, I can't remember the first time I watched that movie. That's how much of an impact. I watched yeah, that I movie I too. and Scream on the same day. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> Scream was the one that uh, that uh, uh, traumatized me for years. Oh, I, well, see, I was a little older than you. So my older brother, being a little punk as he was, mm. decided mm. He, him and his sister, which is my half sister, decided like they were babysitting me and my twin sister. Okay. During a summer one one day, mm. and uh, this already they, sounds like a banger. They had the movie Scream because mm-hmm. they rented it from the old Blockbuster. You, you were know? only like seven when that movie came out. I was. And I, exactly. I remember the day. I'll never forget the day because it traumatized me. So they basically forced me and my sister to sit down and watch it with them because they're fucking punks. Why would you do that to a little kid? <laughs> Big brother bullshit, I guess. Oh, that's... No, I, I, I was never mad at him for this or anything. No. It's not it's, exactly like he's intended Because the teenage brain probably wasn't yeah. thinking that this is Yeah, they were just like, hey, you can watch a cool teenager movie with us. And you know how they get, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a smoke and a pancake. Here's like... a smoke and a pancake. <laughs> yeah. But that one gave me, like, I had nightmares for, like, until I was 12, at oh, least. Oh, About, like, someone breaking in a house and killing us. Well, Scream, Which, you know, Scream was something... I mean, Star- I still have that every Did you once watch in a while. Starship Troopers at that, t- that time as well? Because that movie was intense. I, I didn't watch that one until I was probably 13 or 14 or whatever the fuck. It came on TV, I think, on like TNT once. Okay. Cause, so oh, sadly, that was I watched, edited then. Yeah, I watched yeah, it okay. censored first. Eventually, I did watch the, like, the unedited... I love that movie. It's a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. My brother and I are... I think... I'm pretty sure our mouths just... Because we were at my aunt's in Alaska, of all places. Our parents let us go stay with her for a month. And she rented us... One, she bought us all the food we could ever eat. And two, she rented us whatever movie we wanted. And that, for us, was a big deal. Plus, we were right in that age where, back in the old days, you didn't watch rated R movies until you were old. You know, like, you had once in a while some parents would like kids, but not us. And so, Starship Troopers was... It was a big deal. I, I to go off on a slight tangent about I like that, tangents. I, I kind of miss the like blockbuster and Hollywood video. <gasps> oh. I miss like the movie store just the experience. Well, I just love the whole you go to get a movie. It wasn't it was an experience and it was something fun. Like in fact to speak of cuz when I first moved back over to Idaho, we'd go to Hollywood video and some, we'd rent a PlayStation too sometimes too. Hell yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. I remember yeah. I remember renting consoles for like we the did. summer. Yeah. And get them for a week or two at a time. And we'd go to Hollywood video in Coeur d'Alene and we'd do that and we'd go to Pizza Pipeline was right next door. Yeah. And it was like an experience and it was fun. And I feel like you miss a lot of that now. Especially like Hastings. I don't know if where else oh, Hastings, Hastings is in the world or if it's called something different, kind of like Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. But we up here we had this place called Hastings. Mm. 
Hastings Video. Love that place. Video music and pop culture, I think and it was books. all the kind. And there's and books. books in there. It had, not only could you just go rent movies, and they literally had every movie to rent, like, they at did. the time. Like, they, the, and, and if buy. they didn't have it, they would get it for you. Like, if they didn't have it for rent, they also had, like, a huge collection of used DVDs, because people could go in and trade in their DVDs. This was back when, you know, movies were on a physical medium. Yeah, it was before And they did this with VHSs, too, but I was too young to ever even interface with it. So by the time I was doing this, it was DVDs and video games. And I I just loved that experience. I'll I'll never forget it. But then, like, while you're, while you're, um, if you're with somebody and they're still trying to choose what movies or whatever they want, you can go look at the books. They literally Mm -hmm. had, like... Pro, like an actual skate shop there, basically. It wasn't oh, like yeah. a skate shop, they but they had, had like, like pro skateboards. They had freaking... Branded merchandise. Yeah, they actually had like legit guitars and like every movie poster you could ever want. All the merch. Every movie had merch there. Oh, Tom and I would just go there and spend hours in that yeah. store. It, and it was actually easier than shopping online. I don't know if you've ever... Have you shopped online recently for any kind of merchandise for stuff? I just... You never know what the fuck you're going to get anymore. And then, But back then it was all at the store... Do you also think, you know, people talk about this green being green, right? Um, All of the boxes being going shipped to our house in mass from online shopping, you know, I think about it a lot because with Amazon, you used to have to have $35 minimum until Prime came along. Oh, yeah. And now you can just buy a pair of socks and they'll send a box and then, oh, I forgot this. And I just, I feel like it's not efficient. And I wonder if it's going to go away with diesel being $6 a gallon. There's got to be a way to get... Past the whole boxes thing or something. There's got to be something well, better. Well, the drone than the delivery in urban areas is coming. That they're yeah. they're already working, and actually that could be useful because drones will have to fly at a certain altitude, and to deliver just people's basic shit, it might be kind of nice. Yeah, I think here it'll be rural, like the one or two item type of thing. Yes, here in the rural areas, that ain't gonna work. Never gonna work. I I just. One they rednecks are down. gonna shoot them out yeah. of the sky because you know what? That's already happened in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yep. but. I, you miss out something on the magic of discovery and joy, and there's there's some things to shopping, and I hate shopping, but Hastings was one of my favorite places. I miss Hastings. You could go next Blockbuster was okay. Yeah. And they had their own little vibe. They had, like, the popcorn. Hollywood Hastings Video had all had these the things, movie too, candy, but, remember? Yeah. Well, Hastings had Slurpees. Well, well and then slushy. also, they right next like, door to Hastings was Baskin and Robbins, so if you yeah. were having a real good day, you could go over and get an ice cream cone. The one I went to was right next to, like, uh, uh, a pizza pipeline. Too, actually. Ooh, yeah, Pizza Pipeline. And Shout out to that place. It was great. That, was, that fed every college student in the Pacific North, inland Pacific Northwest, oh, yeah. right? Hell yeah. It, I still I, um, do. I have the cups. Once movie rentals started to die, though. Yeah. Um. Uh, the after that, and then poverty. You know, I was living it once. I was a young adult, and I had what you, what's known as poverty. That all you, which is literally just you normal didn't life now. Bootstrap it. Yeah, I didn't bootstrap I it. I could talk about that. Well, for I was hours. trying to bootstrap it, but you know, you're at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like 18. Um. But then, you know, what I discovered after that was Pawn 1. It was a pawn shop. Oh, they got movies galore I don't know if anyone else has Pawn 1, but if it's regional thing. or not. But yeah. we had a, a place called Pawn 1, which was like the end-all, be-all of fucking... It's the Walmart of pawn shops around here. True. Um, and, you, and there was a couple other little pawn shops that I found that are little hidden gems in Spokane. Mm. But the main one I'd always go first is Pond One, just because there's a lot of them and they were always kind of close. They had there a lot was... of musical instruments. Yeah, they did. Well, I got a couple guitars from them uh, one time. There's think... some really good stuff that you can get always get because people would like need weed money, so they'd go pawn their guitar. My brother was notorious for this. I told you he was a punk, right? So he <laughs> he would always have a guitar or some kind of his equipment in pawn just to pay for his weed, I've and never... he would cycle them through. Cycle so he'd them pay through. one off. And get another loan, 
on like another guitar or something. And you just and cycle he, it through. Yeah, and then using whatever like uh, was left, he would buy his weed. Over. Isn't it was it weird. sad? People that used to use pawn stores when I was a kid for that type of thing were usually people that just didn't want to work, right? Like yeah. just wanted to lay around, smoke weed stuff. But then now... It's different. It's like people have to do that just to survive. There's some weird nuance that's changed. There is, yeah. Yeah, like I know people working full time that still have to pawn stuff. Luckily, I, I was around that culture for a while, so I know a little bit about the, the bit of a hustle. How it works. <laughs> yeah. But I, um, yeah. back to back to on topic real quick is uh, oh, well, do we at, have at these topic? pawn shops, they had you know <laughs> hundreds of DVDs. Okay. And uh, Oh, yeah, they did. My husband's bought something. And then most of the time, they were like 50 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. So you'd go in. I literally would go in, you know... Drop 20 bucks and walk out with 18, 19 DVDs, sometimes more, depending on if they have a sale or if I had something I didn't want anymore and I could trade them in for pawn shop value. Like Sometimes I would do that. I'd just have shit laying around or whatever. Well, and then to speak of this from a librarian's perspective, people didn't realize, I cannot tell you how many people I educated over the years, you could go rent like 30 or check out 30 or 40 DVDs from your local library. For I used to do that too. Yeah. I never did that as an adult. Um, for some reason, because it was just so easy to go buy them, and I wanted to own them. During because I didn't have cable, I would have to. I'd have to have watch to... these things over and over. During the recession, <laughs> a lot of people that was their TV. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I'm more of a cinef- cinemaphile than Celine. Because you watch so many movies. Yeah, it's because I just had access to just whatever. Because they had, they had everything at the. I'm shop, a cinema. So. I I love movies. Yeah. I like actually watching movies in the theater. Like I know a lot of oh, people don't, but I actually truly I like feeling the whole experience. Now, other than the drain on the wallet, I love that experience. Yes, I loved our discount theater for years would put out movies like three months after their first run and it was three bucks. I loved that. And they had to change because of the, the pandemic. Like now it's eight bucks, which is still with inflation, not that bad. Yeah, I can handle that. But I remember Tuesdays was the day that the studios dropped their DVDs. Oh, yeah. And when the kids were little, like if it was a certain movie, we'd buy it. Right. But most of the time I'm a frugal person. I'm going to wait. I don't why I don't care about waiting. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Some people can't wait though. Well nowadays. Nowadays. The, the entire now. culture of not just Hollywood, but video gaming. Just all of it. Any kind of media arts is all instant on demand. You have to the there's a crunch culture to it because the deadlines are shorter because nobody wants to wait. Everything's expected but to be. But then you get a bad product demand. and it's mm-hmm. not good. Like especially in video games. I, I notice a lot of people are complaining about how horrible these games are, but then they mm-hmm. demand new things all the time. It's like, wouldn't yeah. it be better to wait for a better game? Uh, Randy and I were talking about that on Wednesday because it's like, um, it's like, uh, video games are still sixty bucks. They've been sixty bucks for like ten years. Yeah, that's like the the. Yet they're now we're just experiencing all these problems with the video games. So why don't they just make them like? Uh, I don't want to pay these prices, but if the culture changes, it might be worth it. Like a hundred. 110 bucks a video game because they're all long epic video game obviously there needs to be some kind of like regulation board that oversees it because we have like the ratings board to rate them so there needs to be some kind of quality control board or something that goes this game's worth 60 this game's worth 100 because like you're your triple a games yeah. yeah but because it also it takes infinitely more resources to even make a game now and you're not paying 60 dollars for that game you pay 60 dollars for you're actually paying mm-hmm. several hundred dollars for it by the time you download the dlcs all the actual yeah like patches, they, they've like, found out how to monetize to make their money back and profit yes but nobody likes it it's ruined the culture of video gaming and, and anybody will tell you that anybody who plays games especially seriously will tell you like we're all fed up with this bullshit we'd rather just pay more for the video game to make sure we're getting a good product it's a finished product when it launches. Well, yeah. It's, you know. And as a blogger. You don't have to deal with all the fucking money pandering. I'm actually considered, I'm a professional blogger now. I have followers. I have people that depend on me. 
I will not post every day. I refuse to shit post. And so for mm-hmm. me, quanti- quantity is less than quality. It's like, so all my, there are weeks I might put out five, but I put out four because I will not post something. And that has to do with my <laughs> philosophy that I want to do my best work for people because they are paying for it. And oh, I yeah. wish that our culture would do this like renaissance, like a video game renaissance movie. Because I was watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, that new movie last night. And that movie, it's funny. It's a PG movie, so kids can watch it, but it was made for our age. It was yeah. made for our age group, and it made me a little nostalgic for times when I was a little kid, because I'm a little older than you. There wasn't millions of movies every year, but yeah. by God, most of those movies, and there are bad B movies, but most of the main movies, mainstream movies, they were amazing. Like, you, yeah. they would come remember out. remember there would only be like four or five a month at the most. And they were good. A lot of them were really good movies, because it took, and honestly, it's easier to make stuff now. I get it. But... Mm-hmm. Just because there's more doesn't mean it's better. Exactly. Well, and then like the like the whole concept of blockbuster movies or yeah, the video game equivalent now is like AAA titles with big production values and everything. Yeah, those literally only came out maybe twice a year, and then the studios were forced to do it strategically. Like we got to release it around Christmas, and everybody's gonna so we can make t- our, get together yeah. with their family, and go see it, and buy like eight tickets at one time, or we got to release it around uh, when the summer's starting, so the fucking kids they're just getting out of school. Because people know, they, would go watch those movies five or six times. Yeah. Like, now it's a blo- quote-unquote blockbuster every other week drops it's, on a, some like kind of streaming service. I feel like suffering from choice fatigue. A human yeah. can only pay attention. In fact, they're doing – all of the people in our academia that study like organizational psychology and all of these deep things, they're learning that we are having consequences from too much stimuli. Yeah. You can only pay attention to so much stuff. I get overwhelmed by it. That's why I limit – I'm limiting my news time now. Like, I only do it when I eat because there's too much. I can't take it all in anymore. And then you feel mm. this. They bank on that. You feel disconnected thing. Yeah. If I don't check my Instagram feed, if I don't look know all the movies, it's like, and who cares? Exactly. It's not even good content It's not even anyways. possible to anymore. No, it's you not. You kind of have to just pick your kind of branch of media and stick with the problem what you like and then... Because you can't worry about have I seen everything because nobody can anymore. No. And the problem is with people with like my personality type, I just like knowing about things. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not really into one certain thing. Like I don't have mm-hmm. a hobby that is just, you know, how people get into like certain things. I'm yeah. not that way. I like to learn about all the things. I have the same, I have the same thing. And then the problem is it's exhausting now. And it also makes you a little despondent because... Like you said, the content is not really good anymore, and yeah. yet there's a, just a well, There is lots tsunami. of good content, but yeah. it's sifting through the That's, shit content that get to it. Yeah. And then it seems like like most of the content that everybody sees um, and everybody's hyped about, and you, it's just not even that. It's not as good as it's supposed to be. And then you got to go... You know, I, I'm pretty good at just accidentally finding like these weird mm-hmm. hidden gem mm-hmm. like like cult classic type of uh, movies that are just not cult classics yet. <laughs> But I find them because I, I don't know. Every time I try to watch mainstream stuff, I can't get caught up with the mainstream stuff because it's just not as entertaining. Well, I think you don't care about public approval, yeah. though. And like you, okay, you and I don't work. I don't work in the office anymore. You don't work office jobs, so mm-hmm. we—that is how people bond. That's is true. Like, did you watch Squid Game last night? Yeah, exactly. you know that kind the of water stuff. cooler talk, and we got to And it's a big deal. I don't watch any of that kind of content. I don't anymore, either. Though. I don't. It's boring. Like, have you seen it? Fucking the Great British Baking Show? Because I never have. I watched. Let's see. Well, I watched that because I brought the DVD hyped. home from the library before oh, that's it got different. popular. Yeah. So I like... I'm, I'm talking about on like a streaming Oh, just... Yeah. Well, I, and that's just it. I love to cook. So I've seen that mm-hmm. show. But it's not because everybody's watching it. I usually find this stuff on my own before or after it's popular. And then I don't really care. What is... There was something that like it's super zeitgeisty right now. I was thinking about it the other day. 
Because there's these random things that just pop up. Mm. And then you wouldn't think they'd be popular. Well, like Squid Game was one of them. Squid Game. What is the one right now? Other than the the Obi-Wan? Okay, but I like I don't want to count Obi-Wan yet just because the full show is not out. But everybody's caught up. I haven't seen an episode yet. I'm going to. There's a lot um, of really weird, slightly dystopian reality shows that these people spend all their time. Like these weird dating ones and the Masked Singer. Because I read a big piece. I don't know why people watch that, but that's not my business either. (laughs) I I read a big piece. Well, and that's just it. I I actually don't have time. Mm. So I'm going to pick things to watch. Like Obi-Wan, I really am enjoying. That's a really... But I'm also... I grew up with Star Wars. So... Mm -hmm. And it's... I I personally think it's really well done. Because I like... um, I don't like those kind of superhero shows where everything is like part of a trope and the heroes are all perfect. And so this is, and I won't say <coughs> DC you, comics. <coughs> yeah. Or just too moody. Like there's humor in life. That's how humans cope with mm-hmm. things. Even in really bad situations, we, we use humor and Marvel's good about that. Marvel's very good about that. DC. I, Randy, I wish Randy was here. This is kind of his, uh, boat his house. Yeah. He would, he would lecture us. We would get a nice earful from him about his opinions. On this. And you know what? I'm sure He'll give he will us. give them to us when he gets back from the fucking uh, Carpenter, the Carpenter Ant. Ant Kingdom. Yes. Uh, what is this? <laughs> See, take the hill. Okay. <laughs> I Carpenter. hope you're holding up there, man. Yeah, he has Don't let them through. He hasn't updated me with his current casualty count, so I'm a little mm. bit... Because yesterday, Cuz uh, updated me with his casualty count all day long. Posted on the Discord. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cuz, I hope you're hanging in there. Yeah. Well, and we weren't really talking... It's funny because we weren't really talking about individual... <laughs> pop culture things it's more of just the overall which is what we do we like to talk we're inductive yeah, thinkers think we think my, of the big stuff that's kind of our mood today is we're talking about pop culture a well because that was something yeah but well, we're doing a meta analysis we that's are different oh brady got just a water, tried watermelon, watermelon boobly. boobly they gotta pay you I, a quarter now. i'd love a sponsorship just because i fucking love boobly I'll, but i'll promote them all day because i stand by their soda but you like it <laughs> the watermelon's pretty good i think i had a watermelon what was it? There's some watermelon berry flavor, the Safeway kind. There's Ooh, a, I bet that's really good. The yeah. Safeway one is really good, too. I've always loved artificial watermelon flavored stuff. Yeah, it's probably... Mm. Well, you know, like, most of those flavors are just variations of propylene glycol. And people get yeah. all stupid about it. They're like, that's a chemical. It's like, it's in uh, bananas, course. you dorks. Like, yeah. Hey, you know what? The flavor of an actual food item, like a banana, is... A chemical. Chemicals. All they did <laughs> was All they did was emulate or replicate the chemicals synthetically. It's not like they're like... It's just a bunch of poison we put together. It just happens to taste like bananas. Nah, not necessarily. Well, and there's a difference between like, okay, red dye number is it five? One of them is really bad for us. It's like there are you know some what? that are very bad. For use us, yeah. use powder. Like I would rather eat powdered ground beetles, which is what's in Skittles, I believe, and other things. Mm-hmm. Don't sue me, but it's they do use powdered beetles to make things red. I'd rather eat that than a synthetic diet that's known to cause cancer. Yeah, that's true. And it's just me, though. And you know what? If I want to do that, I'll go find the product for that. But everybody that complains about it, they keep buying the same stuff. Yeah. And then only wealthy people can really afford to eat truly healthy, it seems like, these mm. days. And even they don't even know that healthy. No. But the they whole, have all the. They can afford all these different supplements, and they can go to the doctor all the time and get the fucking cow, vitamin drips. They do a lot and, of stuff. Yeah, they can fly to like, Panama and get like, like stem cell therapy. Exactly. Like I love Joe Rogan to death. Mm-hmm. He seems like a pretty good guy, you know. And all of his friends say he's just an amazing guy. I love his podcast. We share a lot of the same views and stuff. Of course, I disagree with some of the stuff he says. Well, yeah, you're but your own person. he he's very into promoting health and self responsibility and all this stuff. But which is his wheelhouse? He's also coming from a place of great wealth where he can actually just go afford to get the stem cells and be healthy. 
I, it does not diminish the points of which he tells people you need to exercise and take care of yourself. Which anybody that's a point, can do anywhere. A very important yeah. point, and it needs to be spread around, right? Mm-hmm. But no one's, not a lot of people are ever going to be as healthy as Joe Rogan because not only does he spend a lot of his time exercising, technically unnecessarily as well, like he he overdoes it because that's just his that's personality. He- He's also like he really loves martial arts, and you have to be a fucking fine-tuned machine to be anywhere good at martial arts well and the caloric so, load is quite large for yeah someone he, that's eats, doing he eats just a lot like yeah. he also says he isn't very disciplined with food like he used to be so he has to burn off extra calories he's a beast he's something else but he also can afford all these expensive supplements he does vitamin iv drips which are not cheap he goes into stem stem cell and testosterone replacement he's very open about all this which is cool. Well, yeah. and, and honestly, if you can afford it yeah. after you turn 40, that is the only way you're going to retain vitality because exactly. you, you you are dying. Like, but, I, I wish we'd talk about that more, you know. So, like, it's important to listen to what he has to say about health, but it, it's you, he can't also lead as an example because he's just too far. And if that is important to you, you're going to have to manifest that type of money and, and resources in your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to – you have Which to make a choice. it's not easy anymore. Like, I, I – typical millennial bitching about the economy, right? It's it's the truth though. Like it's well, no, not that easy to out, get money anymore. I graduated in 1999, and I went and got a studio apartment in an old converted county hospital. Right, mm-hmm. I was the only English speaking person in said apartment. It was kind of a little bit scary for me because I grew up very rural, and but I had a full ride scholarship to college. My apartment was three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Hmm. Okay, that's a studio. It wasn't fancy, Mm-mm. but it was clean and nice. So the wage then, you got about 5 to $7 an hour, depending on what you do. If minimum wage, yeah. Yeah, if minimum, which most people, you know, college student. Oh, yeah. Or like work study, federal work study. I think it was five fifteen somewhere in there. Yeah. You could still afford to pay for that $350 if you worked 40 hours a week. You weren't going to be happy. Yeah, no. But you could afford it. You can't do that now. I don't care what they say. There's no, the average rent here is 1800 to 2400 a month. Yep. How do you do that? On Roommates. Yeah, but the thing is, is communal living is much... You have to, you have to um, what is it, sublet? You have to sublet your couch? <laughs> sublet your couch. Well, yeah, and, and I feel so bad for young people because older people, they're thinking back, like, because I'm medium-aged, and then we have older, older people where it was even easier. Mm-hmm. Like, rent Oh, was... I've heard plenty of stories from the boomers. Well, they, they, and that's just it, but they're not, you know what they're not doing? They're not saying, hey, maybe I should use some of my generational wealth, buy some apartments because interest mm-hmm. rates are still low, and rent them out at a normal rate that I can make money. I have no problem making money. Mm-hmm. That doesn't bother me. But you can't tell me that their expenses are that much. It is exactly. pure greed. Um, the one good way to break it down kind of simply, and if this isn't going to be like an in-depth coverage on no. why the economy is the way it is. But a very simple model, at least to to understand the surface of all of this, is um, let's just – I'm going to pick on one industry. There's to, there's tons of industries that are the same way. Yeah. But let's just pick on like a pharmaceutical company. Let's say Pfizer, okay? okay? okay. Oh, yeah, when their profits, not just how much money they took in and went towards their expenses and everything, just their net profits, okay? When those are in the billions – there's only so many billions of money, period. Yeah. And if they're taking in a fraction of the billions, not to mention like the food industry, Gas all these other industry, industrial complexes, yeah. taxes alone is a percentage of everybody's income. A good size Just one. Just gone to the government. You know, maybe they fix the roads. Maybe they don't. I don't fucking know. Literally, it's just so fucked up now. But um, when when all these big industries are taking billions and billions of dollars in profits... And a lot of the times they're going to put the profits back into the business. Let's be real. 
We're it's not like it it's not like Jeff Bezos can spend a hundred billion dollars. He's probably going to put ninety billion dollars in back into Amazon, right? Come on. Well, or distribute it to shareholders. But if if a company gets a hundred billion dollars, how many hundreds of billion dollars are even actually out there? Not that many. And they, the rest of it has to be spread between us to live on, which honestly trickles right back up to these big industrial complexes because of the way that they've set up the market. Because the top dogs of any market knows that the only way to stay the top dog of any market and not share the market share is to manipulate the market, manipulate people, the customers, and the government. Pretty and, much. And regulations around their product or service. So literally all of the money in circulation it's just going straight to the top of these big mega companies and the government and so the re- the very small crumbs that are left are for us to pay our rent and buy kind of useless shit well and they and then they people wind on the poor you know mm-hmm. about and and i just it's sad because a lot of it is just greed. I have a meme for this. Let me pull that oh, up. Oh, you real have quick. memes. Yes. I love memes. Because it's a great meme. There's tons of these memes. There's there's this very mainstream sentiment now about how everybody's poor. Well, and it's not just. I right now we're sitting on a massive credit bubble too because a lot of what's scary a little bit is the upper middle class. You know the people with all the payments. They're maxing out their ability. If cheap credit dries up, mm-hmm. then they're going to join the ranks of these people they look down upon. That's it, true. It's coming. And right. so it'll be a class. Oh, did you find it? <laughs> T- typical millennial bank statement. $4 coffee, $8 lunch, $4 coffee, 2000 for rent, $15 lift ride, $12 for Netflix, $9 lunch, $4 coffee, $8,000 bill from doctor, 20 at brunch, and $400 student loan payment. The problem is obvious. By making lunch at home, this person could have saved $3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty inaccurate, too. This must have been from a few years ago. Yeah, because lunch is... $4 coffee. Like, that's not... And well, I'm all... Even at McDonald's now, it's fucking $4. For and food. I work with... The... Okay, I'm technically a geriatric millennial. I'm the literally the first year people get called millennial, right? Yeah. So I don't even... I'm sort of stuck in the butt crack of millennials and, je- and exes. And so I identify with both of them, but I actually mentor a lot of millennials on personal finance because I have some empathy for them. You can't just say, eat, you know, they, now they do have not a lot of impulse control, a lot of the people I'm working with. There's some truth to, like, we, people do waste money. Well, a lot of it, it is how they were parented. They weren't. <laughs> I think that this yeah. is this is the problem with a lot of our problems is people think they are just linear, and it's not. It's very nuanced. There's a lot more going on than just... And I think that's why that's big corporations and government, they're like, they just slap a Band-Aid on it to, to assage people. And <laughs> then other people are like, let's just complain about these one big things. And maybe if we make a law for abortion or we make a law for this, it'll get better. And it's like, no, it's a huge complex problem. And you know what? I had an epiphany the other day. It's we don't have a culture. Yeah. We're not allowed to have a culture in America because we're bad people. You know, And everybody else can have a culture, but we can't. And if you don't have a unified community, and I'm not talking about nationalism, people. I'm talking about just mm-hmm. a culture that values human beings. Well, sadly, like the culture for America for hundreds of years Is was, exploitation. Natu- well, was, was nationalism. Yes. but What other culture did we have? We had like... we had. Uh, Hot dogs and apple pie and baseball. But those and, were not war. bad. Those okay, the war thing was bad. But those other things were culture. not bad. Americans also, we'd give you our last twenty dollars. That's true. There's some parts of we're our pretty, culture that are wonderful. Generous. Why haven't we taken that and built on that? I don't know. We have a huge that's, well, that's problem called with crowdfunding. We, I know. Yeah, let's get a spaghetti feed for those hospital bills. Well, instead I can't. Of fixing the I can't bill. count how many times I have seen like somebody's desperately in need and they go and they could do a GoFundMe and they actually get quite a lot of money. 
but then they turn right around and are neat again because we didn't fix the problem, well, the yeah, systemic problems. And so that's the part that I'm like, why can't we work together on this stuff? I don't. That's the I don't it's the understand. work it's the work together part that's uh, the hard part because now we've been divided. And I don't know if it was like there was a divide and conquer um, strategy that was enacted upon America or if it just happened on accident. It's probably nuance and a little bit of both, to be honest. We've really been shifting since 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, we were already divided, but you could have mm-hmm. breakfast with your Democrat friend That's true. at a that, diner. That whole thing th- united us, at least in conversation. At least, yes. Um, About the thing, because it was such a tragedy. Really, oh my God. But then it Wonder really attack. divided us because of our approach after mm-hmm. it. And so, and I feel like we've That's been schisming ever since, and then social oh, yeah. media and all this stuff. It's uh, just, and I'm sure, like, the uh, the fractures were there long before now. They were, because we are... A big, we're, we're a big country. We're a nation based on individualism, mm-hmm. and individualism only works if people, it goes back to that ethics conversation you have to care about people beyond i get to do this because that's what we're suffering with rent right now i've got 40 rental houses you can fuck off it's like okay but those are your grandkids or maybe they're your friend's grandkids Mm -hmm. and they can't find anywhere to live because you have to have what is it a profit margin that's really kind of stupid especially if you're kind of an older generational like landlord which also I feel for like, them you're too. You're gonna be fine. Young people that weren't you parented have, come in and egg. tear up your hard work too. Mm-hmm. I, it's a it's not just a one. I know boomers get a lot of hate, but it's not just a one prong thing. No, it's not. You know, and I don't know how we're gonna fix it. All I'm doing <laughs> on my part is I'm gonna not. try to raise kids that are responsible. I try to help my community. What else can you do? It, it is like that. It is all very localized as far as what you even can do. Yeah. Like, there's some people out there, they can go to Washington, D.C. and protest, and they can do all these little things, and activists, and right? But for just the literal vast majority of Americans, we're just trying to get through a day and raise our family, and that's really what you have to focus on. It is, and as you know what, all empires anyway. die, and we're in late yeah. stage empire death, I think. Um, luckily, I think just because of how much precedent there is throughout history... And just how much we've learned and and uh, how many safety nets we've actually put in place. Um, the death of American culture, the death of America period as an empire, it's not going to be as... It's not going to just be one day yeah, it dies. It's not going to go out with a huge bang like no. Rome. Well, actually, Rome depleted. It, it took a while. Yeah. Like, they just sort of went, yeah, yeah. It, it was a slow death, it's just then But other... once it was dead, you could tell. It yes, you dead. could. It was festering, too. You know, Social Security um, runs I, out in 2035-ish. Yeah. I, it will kind of trickle. Um, America, I think, the death of the American Empire is going to be very different. Because this is, we're, we're, we're an entirely different beast than we've ever seen. Yeah, So um, it's different. I think it's going to be a lot different. I think it's going to be just a complete... Like very slow shift into something else. Well, you know, you and have we're, like bar- a really we're barely going to notice flying complex machine, and you have engineers that kind of patch, kind of like you know Scotty on Star Trek. He can patch mm-hmm. certain failing parts of the machine, and it just kept on going. Mm-hmm. But eventually, it'll burn out. Yeah, but eventually, you got to really go and deal with the real problems. Which our problems are? There's a lot of it as culture. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that because I didn't think I'd live in a time where if you just looked at someone and hated their guts because of their politics, it's like mm-hmm. who cares? I don't. I really... And I think a vast majority of us don't. Yeah. I think the noisy, whiny, bitchy ones are the ones that are getting all the traction. I I definitely have problems with some politics. Oh, I do too. And I will put my hatred towards those politics. But not the people. But the people who believe in it. I'm like, I I might roll my eyes at them. Like, oh God, another one of these. But at the same time, like, I'd give them the shirt off my back and a hug. Well, yeah. be friends with them any day. Like, I'd give you a chance. 
that ha- well, and but I, I see a lot of there's that. also a lot of people who would never do that, and they would never associate with anybody who like, especially like, um, I guess you could say post Donald Trump. I hate how he's an era now. I know it hasn't even, even been fault. that long. Either. It's literally not even his fault. He's this real estate. F- oh, here we go again. He took. He's a real estate mogul it, yeah. who's like I would like to see change in the world. You know, and maybe even line my pockets with some cash. What other... Who 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 goes into presidency not wanting to line their pockets? Come on. Like, let's be real here. I wish that we'd be honest politics, about it. Politics gonna politic. Yeah. But, like, Donald Trump was just this real estate mogul. He, he saw an opportunity and, and he took it. And he was really, like... At least he very much put on the persona like he was trying to help the working class. And did a couple things to make at least it feel a little bit like it was. And maybe there was other circumstances that he wasn't even con- in- involved in that also make us feel like that. But he it's like to populism. But it yeah. also, and it wasn't even his fault, but he accidentally created this entire era now, the post-Trump era of politics. Well, and now... Which for- politics was already broken and now it's the worst anyone's ever seen anywhere in the world. And, you know, I listened to a lady that owns... Um, semi-trucks okay like she owns a trucking company just to fill one of her trucks is seventeen hundred dollars and she's spending several thousands a day and it's like i don't know how much you know everything in america is delivered over long distances yeah i don't know we already had trouble with the logistics part of the system as far as like shortages and stuff now we have this i don't know how we're gonna keep our system going if they don't do something about the fuel i don't know what we're gonna do because that's yeah, the fuel alone is causing most of the problems. Yeah, and it's like I'm all for new technologies. I'm a bit of a futurist. If I would love I would love an electric vehicle. I will not buy a vehicle that is made with slave labor and be it's the same problem just a different package. Exactly. And then the infrastructure is not there yet. So if we could do that first and then transition to this, I'm fine with it. But they're being dishonest and disingenuous about it. And then they just don't want people to drive, period. Because everybody get these vehicles, then our electricity grid cannot handle the load for the air conditioning anyways, or heating. Exactly. There, there's a lot of problems, and we're not talking about those. We're and, just talking about, so what's right for the planet? And it's like, well... And what sacrifices is the middle-class America going to be willing to make to have this weird electric vehicle utopia? And it's just... <laughs> and are you okay with, mm. you know, the, a lot of these people virtue signal that I have an electric car, I'm not causing mm. climate change. It's like, strip mm. mining parts of the earth with slave labor is contributing to climate change. Exactly. You know they're not using electric front-end right. loaders to mine that stuff. I, I think it's a wonderful idea to incorporate um, a number of electric vehicles into the pool of transportation we already have. And Especially if, like, you can make very, like, efficient, like, city buses... Public uh, transportation electric. If you can do stuff like that. Everybody who lives in the Southwest, yeah. you got tons of sun, put PV panels on your yeah. roof. Because they don't have hailstorms like we did Saturday that would damage. They're very true. Yeah. You know, like they have, and I know there's better coatings now, but can we just start incorporating and letting the consumer, I think that most of us would do it. I, don't I think, know our age group would. I don't think this Joe Biden administration like idea of let's switch completely, everybody get an electric vehicle is not only, some people have to have like a $1,500 car to get to work, okay? You're never going to find an electric vehicle that cheap. Also, it's hard enough for like middle and upper class people to even just repair their gas engines now because it's like you know, eight, eight to $9,000 for some simple fucking fix like a tie rod. You have to go into debtor's prison. You have to go to debtor's prison just to like 
like fix your suspension components on your fucking brand new Kia. Okay. That's not okay. It's literally worse with electric vehicles because every component is more expensive. Well, and, but and there's this aspect to low maintenance. I'm, I'm, I love <laughs> to read what the big thinker, because big thinkers are the people that set policy. Mm-hmm. And I, so I keep track of the tone of what they're saying. And the tone that I'm hearing is that people won't do it unless they're forced to. Mm-hmm. That scares me because it's like mm-hmm. one, Self-determination is the ultimate freedom. You only get one choice, and that's what, what choice you get to do with what's in front of you. And if they're trying to – and you still will be able to think if they do these things. But, oh, yeah. But the thing that concerns me about them is they're saying, we know better than you. We're going to force you to do it. And it's like, but you actually don't because you have told us, like, what genius decided to withdraw from Afghanistan. A smart person came up with that plan. And we're, and I I do hate that there we can't trust our experts anymore. No. I and you know there's a lot of smart people out there. It was like we need to trust our experts. They're experts for a reason. I would never if someone goes and studies coronavirus and canines for ten years. I would like to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But the problem is is that they're being funded by people that only are motivated by profit. Yep. And they're and for some reason we still have this like old model of. Uh, information dissemination too. Yeah, they own the, they the, own the model. The scientists can come out and talk to us directly now, mm-hmm. but they still, for some reason, go through these media channels, not channel like TV channel, but like the communication channels to us, which is like the media. They go through these, so now it's filtered information too, well, and based you're not on whatever the whoever whoever's whatever channel they go through to communicate with us. It's whatever they also want to portray. And, you can, down. So and why? You can, who's going to take the time to go on Google Scholar and actually yeah. disseminate and break down? You know, uh, scientific research, exactly. research papers are hard to break down. If you, One, I think we're intentionally not taught on how to break them down. Why aren't we taught that in school? I've always wondered it yeah. because you have an abstract and then you have the study and then it takes some actual thinking power to extract the information because they're using lingo that most humans, most Americans only have a sixth to eighth grade reading level. That's true. They're writing at a collegiate level. You're not going to take the time to break down that one study and then correlate it with what you're being told on the news. Yeah. And they know that. And there's not a lot of channels of communication that just break things down for you in a simple way. That's not, There's no bias. There's no like, um, like corporate control over the information or anything like that. There's not a lot of things like that. There's a few. And so I had a thought the other day. Spread out few and far between. I am a self-determining person. I don't need to be told not to pick up an AR-15 and shoot someone. I don't need to be Mm -hmm. told to be safe. I like to... Well, even when you are told, like the mass shooters of of today's age, day and age, it's not like they're... It's not like they don't know right from wrong. They just chose to do wrong. Yes. It's probably... This is, uh, I'm trying to be careful with my words here, but it's likely to do with like an emotional impulse that they are having, which is, which you're not going to change that. That's something that someone's going to deal with. And it's probably like, there's a lot of factors involved in why that happened. And if you have, but it's not like they've like sat down and planned out like in a logical, rational way, how to do it. They don't know how to think. They impulsively do this. It's not like, like, like seriously, like most, most normal people who aren't going to have these impulses, aren't going to go and just shoot up a fucking school. Well, and that was my point with self-determination. I'm to the point where if some, the world is a big place. If there's some place that we're going to make, America was supposed to be that place where you could self-determine. 
you could group together with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You, I don't want to be told every move to make because some of the moves they're telling me, I know their motives are not for the best interest of the people. For sure. In fact, most of the moves... It's for the best interest of some people. So is there a colony out there for people in the world that could go and self-determine? I, I want to live I in a world where I could do that. And I would love that for everybody. I, I think But not that, everybody can handle uh, that responsibility, it seems like now. That's true. Well, I think it's also because America's never experienced mainstream authoritarianism like we are now too that is true it's a new thing well i hate to use the word mainstream but that's kind of what it is during the depression we had some pretty good authoritarianism yeah that's true that was probably like if you go most people don't study that time in history but there were some pretty big deals but most americans alive today didn't go through okay i'll I'll accept that so what we're i think we're also experiencing like the 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 reaction to that I think we're having an identity crisis. Yeah. I think oh, a, yeah. a lot of our For kids, sure. you know, a lot of the young kids that are going through, like, you know, right now it's pretty cool to be trans, which it's I'm trendy. thankful for the actual kids that are. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's talk about it's. It, I feel like they're, they're a representation of what we're all kind of feeling right now. You're not allowed to actually be yourself. You have to be what they say it's okay for you to be. Yeah. And that really bothers me. That's actually, uh, you know, a conversation me and Celine had last night. I don't want to get into her business. No. But I will, uh, I'll tell you the epiphany I had. Okay, I like the epiphany. And again, I, I hate to do this, but it's, I'm kind of blaming a generation. I'm sure. No, it's okay. I'm sure there's tons of this within our generation and maybe even We're going to do stupid shit too. I'm, I'm just going to talk about from my observation mm-hmm. and the data that I have. I'm, it, if it differs for you or anybody else you know, that's fine. And I'd love to discuss it with you. Yes. And I'm not trying to prove this point. I'm not trying to push it and make you believe it. But I'm just going to break down some of the data and the information that I have and what I've seen in my experience real well, quick. Well, from your impressions and perception, epi- this and is your, your and thing. The, yeah. So a lot of information led to this epiphany last night. Again, it could be completely wrong and I have no problem admitting that. But currently how I see things is like... Um, I, I've met a lot of people over my life and had a lot of conversations in time of like spent a lot of time with something of lots of different generations. Okay. But what I've noticed is especially with older boomer men, uh, quite a bit of the gen X men, X men, <laughs> <X-Men. laughs> um, I don't see it a lot in millennials, but, it, but it's there, and I don't see it at all in Gen Z, for the most part, but I don't spend that much time around Gen Z yet. Oh, I do. But it's getting there. Okay? <laughs> There's something. You do, so you may be able to give me counterpoints to this, but let's, okay. but let's, let's, let's break it let's down hear, real quick. Yeah, so let's hear what you're... With, with the demographics I listed, what I see a lot of, and th- this happens in some boomer women and some Gen X women and everything, but it's really mostly in men, and I think it has to do with societal... Uh, like um, just how society is. The mores, has the been norms. Built. Yeah. Yeah, the norms. Um, but it's like, I don't know if those demographics even know what unconditional love is. Well, they were supposed to just suck it up and be tough yeah. and they, they weren't I, allowed to be emotional. And I don't know if this was like in- intentionally nefarious, but it seems like nobody taught a lot of the boomer men, especially again, that's where I see it the most, what unconditional love is. Because it seems like they act only on a lot of the time not they as in everybody, but the one, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know it when you see it. A lot of them act like uh, if they love you or even give you anything at all or even attention. They have a motive. There has to be like a, a give and take. There's a motive. Oh, it's I have what been can damaged you do by for this them. in my life. Yeah, it's what, it's what can you do for them in, cha- in turn for even just a little bit of attention, let alone some love. I won't which ex- I don't even know if they know how to love. I think most of them are sociopaths, to be honest. I won't accept gifts from a good chunk of my family in that age group because it's not a gift. Because then it can be used against it you. Has, and it actually has. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I had to work through all this. And so now I'm very kind about it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine. Because I don't, 
I don't, when I give a gift to someone, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. I want them, It is unconditional. It's unconditional. It's because of my love for them. Now, that doesn't say in the future that I might say, hey, can I have some help with something? But that has nothing to do with the gift that I gave you. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've been hurt very much by that age group with this because it only really happens to giving people. It's funny because they it's treat true. the people that need things all the time completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's So I don't know how, how wrong or right I am on this, but it's just something I've observed and noticed The lately. quick pro quo love this factor. Quick pro quo, yeah. But it, it's definitely less so in the Zoomers. It's very much less so in millennials because that's who I spend most of my time around. We're not that way um, as, a, as a whole. Most of us, like like with me and my buddies, all of us like kept each other alive for a while during mm. the most perverse of times. Though it's not like we were trying to spend our money wisely or anything like that. But we were all, you know, struggling financially, working on the road. We were together f- like... Like week, like days at a time out of the week together. Like you know what, give goods were. And we kept each other goods alive. Goods in, in exchange of, of favors was not an expression of emotion in our age group, though. Yeah, like we were allowed as men in the, the younger. You know, they write on millennials a lot that you guys are a bunch of oversensitive fools. But you're Maybe allowed. A bit. You're allowed to feel your feelings. Men cry. Men mm-hmm. feel ran down. Men feel worthless, and you weren't allowed to express that in the older generations. No. And I think because then you were perceived as weak. And then you combine that with a materialism like class sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so there's it's there's something there. I, and Zoomers, you guys, Zoomers are something. I, I'm with them a lot. Their humor is very dark. There's some very. There's something about them. Their yeah. attention span is the shortest attention span as an overall group ever in history. Yeah. Ever. Like, I, I don't... To, to pander... In fact, I'm curious how um, advertisers are going to pander to Zoomers because... I'm very curious. Oh, well, they already do. It's through TikTok. But their sense of irony... And stuff like that. Is they've had to grow up basically in a simulation. Yeah. They don't... And then they, they express themselves more than any other age group, but it's not really them. They know that they have to combine to these... Expre- it's really weird. Yeah. I feel And you know what's funny is uh, going through the uh, public education system, the Zoomers are going to be exposed to the old American culture I was talking about because yep. it's still Institutional there. Institutional culture. It's still being indoctrinated into the kids. I think this is probably what fucked up millennials, but it's really going to fuck up the Zoomers. When they're indoctrinated with this old, very old, like, um, culture of America and nationalism... But then when they're in the real world, they see it's not like that anymore. Well, yeah, they there have... is no cohesion of culture. There is no... Everything's individuality. Everybody's fighting over everything on social media. The internet fucked up the whole world. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a huge shock to them. I think it's going to fuck them up because I think it fucked up a lot of millennials too. A lot of millennial men... It's a good time to be a woman. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. But a lot of millennial men that now I know, they are lacking purpose. There's a huge sense of apathy. And I don't... I'm not talking mm-hmm. out my ass, guys. I actually work with a mm-hmm. lot of young men. Women, well, I don't... It's it's clear what society wants your purpose to be, which is, you know, here, you just be another cog in the machine to make the top dogs wealthy, even more wealthy, even though they don't need it. And if you don't... The Zoomers then, will see that immediately. And if you didn't have an upper, like a middle or upper, upper middle class solid structure mm-hmm. to go through, and then the millennials that I am with, they do, they were failed by most of our institutions, and they're, they're not mean about it, but there's an apathy there. I might as well just play video games, smoke pot, and eat, because none Gotta of it matters anyways. Yeah, what else, what else purpose is there in life? I can't, To, to you live know, your life, right? I'm, I'm not six foot so four in good, because there is a... Stereotype man and women oh, yeah. that are in and and then and now they're trying to. Our corporations are embracing things like I have. Ne- when I was a kid, all mannequins were like five seven, 
90 pounds dead, right? Yeah. Now when I walk in stores, there is representation of all body types. Not all of this is bad. Yeah. But they're I, I taking like it that. over the top, I like too. that. <laughs> like, Even if it is just a symptom of companies wanting more money, and they realize they have to kind of um, be open to all of different demographics... Because just the way every market's flooded now, you literally have to open up to every demographic you possibly if can. If you're going to make money. It's going to homogenize a lot of things, though. It is, and it's... it's but that's just us. It's going to be... It's just kind of how we evolve. You in know? the scale of time, four decades is not that long, and I cannot even believe how much has changed in the last 20 years. Like, I can't... Yeah. We went from sort of a cohesive country to just everybody hates everybody now. Like, mm-hmm. is there any love And I don't there? even think they really do. I think that there's a lot of hatred towards the... The abstract of somebody you're talking to over the internet where there's not an actual that's identity true. there. Yeah. So there's an abstract there that pe- that's where it's being funneled. And I think actually that's probably more healthy than like if we were... Face I don't see any hate out in public towards each other. Oh, uh, There's a little bit. There's always you know been what? a little there bit, is but there's a little the bit. The toxic Some consumer. people hate their neighbors and the shit. The toxic but, consumer is everywhere. Yeah, that I hate more the, than anything. But it, that's actually diminishing because people are able to take it all out on Twitter and Facebook so. and, and yell at each other in the abstract rather than in... And the true, you know, in, I in just the real wish world. people would be more kind to each other. They see people as faceless yeah. instead of that's a unique individual yeah. create, you know, creation there. Like yeah. it's a person, and they might have views that you have. They might have views that you don't. But you might learn something yeah. from them. Yeah, um, a lot of this is a thought too. I've noticed um, there is a lot of millennials who don't have kids. I get and- jealous sometimes because they're out there. <laughs> At least trying to live their life on a little bit of money, on the breadcrumbs, right? They're doing their thing, right? Never not taking Um, care of those things. But um, having kids does give you a way different perspective on life because you realize now everybody was a baby. Yep. You're like this precious fucking thing that I love with all of my heart because it's mine. Everybody was this one time. Yep. And then they got either fucked up or maybe they're normal. I don't know. Most of us got fucked up. Well, and it's like you... They talked, somebody was talking about Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, um, about like, you know, you start with, you need your basic needs, like air, mm-hmm. shelter, water. And then I don't think a lot of people are getting to that higher pyramid where you can develop yourself because we're failing them as a whole. And it's each and every one of us. It's not just Joe Biden or no. Donald Trump. It's like, we all can do something about that. Because like you said, everybody was a baby. Everybody was a baby one time. Why are we keeping the same models of things that are no longer serving us anymore? Because we've learned new things. Why are we yeah. so afraid of that? That's another thing I've noticed. People are afraid of change. Um, you know? It, they and really it's are. okay and to be s- afraid. You see that in the macro level and the micro yeah. level, and it's uh, it's kind of interesting, to be honest. Well, and I've been... What I challenge- What was it yesterday? I was like, yeah. a big thing I noticed. It was like, I was like no, we can't. We don't like the change. Well, that's Put like... Put it back. It, oh, we, okay. So yeah. a, po- a podcast I love, um, it's called Is We Dumb. It's oh, God. Um, comedian <laughs> from around here, local comedian Dan Cummins at his... Uh, it was a former local radio DJ from a rock station. His name's Joe Paisley. Yep. Um, they did this funny ass podcast called "Is We Done," but it's ending. Or oh, it right. ended. I should say it already ended. Um, well, after Dan's their hundredth episode. Guy. Yeah, Dan's too busy. He had to drop off the show. So Joe took it over and got another host. And we, me and Celine, last night were watching it. The first episode of this new version of that. Oh, did they have like a visual? Yeah, they they kept the basic concept of it, and they just shifted it over to Joe is now in control of it. And his new co-host was is taking dance plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah, pants, no, Paisley. Yeah, no pants, Paisley. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. You would know him. I do. I um, just listen to that. Any station. local people around here would know yeah. who that is, probably. If you're a little, <laughs> if you're like a millennial. Um, but uh, so he basically took the shell of that 
and and he's modifying and well, he's, he's modified a little yeah. bit and me and Celine enjoyed it but this is what I really noticed it okay. stood out like a sore thumb and it did bug me a little bit in the back of my head Ooh. Joe used to be um, sitting on stage left where we see him he's on the left on the screen so you know okay. to him he's on the right or whatever but he was and, on, and his, his we dumb he was on stage left and Dan was on stage right Joe on his new show which is called Can You Don't um, Love the names. He is. He's now sitting stage right. Oh, and your brain is like, but that's we're all about patterns. Yeah, he's sitting stage right, and the new guy's on stage left. And so, I I still loved the content, but in the back of my head, I couldn't note. I couldn't stop noticing. Even me and Celine had to vocally say, like, go back to the left. What are you doing? But see, that's your. Ridiculous. I don't like the change. Your RAS, this change is uncomfortable. Your reticular activating system, like it, that's how your brain yeah. protects you from being overwhelmed. It's and also a pattern. That's what I'm talking people about. People are so good with patterns, oh, so like I'm when ridiculous. any little thing changes, it's how you know it. Um, there's like there's techniques in video game making that rely on the fact that you do this. So like that's how video game camouflage works. Yep. Um, is is because we're good at looking at patterns. So like I watch these game, the really good gamers on a certain game, and they will like point out hundreds of meters away in the video game somebody is moving up on the tree line, but a sniper. It. They'll notice it. They're not using cheats or anything like that. They just got really good at noticing very small movements on the TV screen or whatever. They train themselves. They train themselves. Yeah. Humans are very good at that. Any tiny little change in in the normal pattern of things, you will and notice. Like, it'll pew. stick out. Especially in faces. If you're aware of that, if you're seeking it. Mm -hmm. Most people, though, are going to go through their day. Mm -hmm. There's a lot you won't notice. It's that uh, that dead information your brain throws away. Well, you it's have like, don't to. Need that. You'd go insane if you took yeah. it all. Your brain filters for you. That's yeah. the RAS. And I, I very much, I, as part of self-development land that I work on every day is I'm trying to challenge myself. I love patterns. I'm mm -hmm. comfortable in them. I like cozy. And so running into discomfort for is an important thing that all of us need to learn how to do if we want to grow, mm -hmm. which is our whole purpose for being here. Like, exactly. why well, would... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, not on a depth thing, but if, if you want to, like, end your life and feel like you accomplished something, it's not about accumulating. It's about mm. growth, like experience. Um, I've always struggled with the whole purpose thing. And maybe it's a societal problem. Yeah, but some... you also have been... But it's like, I also just don't... Like, even, even if you accomplished great things, the heat death of the universe happens one day and nothing will have ever mattered, period. Like, that is a thing that will happen. What Everything is... will die. But this is a little so bit what of your, was even your millennial the nihilism yeah. that you grew up in a tradition that preached constantly that you're special, you're unique, you're here for a reason. And then you realize yeah. that that might not be the way that it is. Yeah. I, I've accepted that there's a possibility that there is no reason or purpose, that this is just an anomaly in, in um, circumstance and my, that humans exist. And I am a little different than you on that one. My true belief is that we are all... There's a, I'm the only Katie that's going to exist. You're the only Brady that's going to exist. And our complete unique makeup is the, designed... At least in our feasible, feasible our, multiverse. Our, com our combination in this particular <laughs> simulation. In your particular multiverse. And the, you know what our purpose is? Is to serve others by giving what that special thing that only we have. I mm. truly believe that with all my heart. It's Maybe. like... Well, there's we're all there's something special about you that's not going to exist again, and if you can use that to serve others, mm. that's the greatest gift. That's love. Love is not getting things; it's giving things, and that's and not true. not at, but not what lesson? Things. Yeah, not, and when giving I say wh things, whatever you have to offer, if you have no possessions at all, you're just the wandering cobo. I'm talking about sometimes people just need a hug. That's like, what I mean. If if that's something you have, just the warmth of your heart, and that's what something somebody needs at the time, you give it. Well, right? and and it's and it like, it feels good. You it, get a reward from your brain. You do dopamine. And, the dopamine, 
And also, it, I guess <laughs> it means too. I was going to say something that mattered with this. Uh, I just totally lost oh, it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, it's just more of a just that life is not. Yeah. It is not meaningless because our consciousness. You know, I know that you think from the heat death and all that stuff. To me, if you're leaving it better than when you got here and you've learned, you've gained out of that. Yeah. And that's just but my faith, is, though. Faith is something that you can't quantify. Very much true. You cannot quantify that. And I think that's why I I'm very logic oriented. I try to be objective as I can on everything. Obviously, I'm going to fail sometimes. Emotions are really strong sometimes. But yeah. I try my best to be logical and objective about as much as I can. And that that's the one I can never overcome with an, any kind of logical explanation is faith. Because it's but not. It's good that it's you're not honest. Well, it might not be rational Doesn't have with to the be. availability of information yeah. that you have. And um, uh, there might be information that you haven't got yet that exactly. makes it completely rational. And it, you're open to it, which makes you awesome compared well, I don't to think, people that are closed to it. I don't think faith as a concept has to be rational. That's the whole point of it. I think that... Because it is kind of a, I'm giving up everything for this ideal. Well, maybe. And I'm giving I think, up all of, all of my preconceived notions and my bias, my normalcy bias. I'm giving up all of that... For, to put that into, uh, or to like, to put faith into something. Okay. I think it's by nature not rational. It's not logical. It's not quantifiable. It's not objective. It's faith. It's a human thing, too. It's like, an element animals of, are never yeah, have faith in You anything. know what, though? There's one thing you can quantify every day is that you have no control over nothing. And yeah. faith is knowing that you're still going to get through the day, whether you're alive or dead. That makes sense. Because all human, <laughs> all human interaction is we have thoughts. 80% of them are useless, okay? I think we have like yeah. 80,000 thoughts a day or something. <laughs> That's probably true, yeah. And then we have feelings that are separate from thoughts because they're biochemical reactions. And then we they have... feed into thoughts. And though. then we have action... Which is what we do based on the combination of these things, whether mm -hmm. it's action that's good for us or bad, okay? Yep. And then you have that little extra note to throw in there, which is faith. You have to, there, there's, that is an equation I've been reading about that's like a lot of people, I've been doing a lot of reading on a lot of smart people mm -hmm. lately, and those, that same theme comes through in every single one of them. None of them know each other, or maybe they do, but that same equation of you have thoughts, you gotta act, you know, feelings, action, faith. Like yeah. there, there's an equation there that I think is interesting. I don't know what means an expert on it. No. But I do know at the end of the day that I have faith that there's more to life than just... And I do believe that people have, as a mechanism of control, have read, read way into faith. And you have to do as I say and you'll burn or not burn. I, I, I don't like any of that stuff. I think that because I was saying like faith is kind of... A, it's a very human thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's been hijacked. That's also yes. a very human thing. It's been monetized. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be um, honest. <laughs> so I think that's... I think faith is dangerous because it can easily be hijacked. Look at the Nazis. I hate to use them as an example, but they're a good example. If you don't apply reason... They had a lot of faith. Yes. Um, which was completely misplaced in uh, the very most wrong person And that's to why solve you have problems. to apply reason to your faith, too, or yeah. you're going to get into trouble. But um, when this is part of my constant dissonance, is once you apply any reason to faith at all... It breaks down, and you no longer have that faith, or at least it's a shattered version a of the shattered. faith because you have to slip the reason in between the cracks, and then it breaks it apart. In my mind, anyway, this is how I perceive but it. But see, as that's a, part as of my that's anyway. part of my thing with discomfort. You should be challenging stuff mm -hmm. every day because yes. then you aren't arrogant. You, that's why I'm not part of a church anymore. Well, I can't. <laughs> be, I question my faith. I can't be either. And why do I have faith? In that's this? where Let me the look at it. <laughs> that's where the greatest factor comes in humility. Anybody yeah. that has faith that I admire has something that I really also admire, which is humility. Yes. That there's always more to learn. Um, and 
And I'm not talking about faith in any one thing. I'm just talking about faith. In general, yeah. Yeah. Because it's a general thing. It's a general, spirituality is a generalized thing. Yeah. And faith doesn't have to be in coherence with, or in cohutes with, uh, with spirituality either. You can have faith in a lot of things. Well, what I mean by spirituality is that it's more of an existential existence thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess, I, I see, this is the problem. Religion has polluted even being able to talk about our unifying factor as a species. Uh, that's a language issue. It is. It's, it's like politicians is a language issue. Yeah. There's a lot of There's stuff lot of that we need to fix. Things become stigmatized. And, and I'm an optimist. Yeah. I know that some people aren't, but I kind of hope that we're, look how much we've learned. Exactly. Since we've existed. I feel like we can learn more stuff. We can always learn more. I think eventually we're going to stop learning at least about like stuff like physics and crap, but there's always something to learn as far as um, <sighs> how can we evolve ideally more than like physically. And then my brain kind of have to do my that. My brain, whenever I start talking about that, throws visions of idiocracy in my, oh, yeah, in my yeah, brain yeah. band. And I'm just like, <laughs> and that's my problem too. I'm a very rational person. Me too. I try but, to be anyway. But I also like unicorns. So oh, it's yeah, like, you, they're, um, Oh, we'll try to leave this episode on a positive note um, because this is a couple, yeah, things, this is a couple things we have talked about. And since we're, we're ending on a bit of talk about faith, I'll tell you guys the biggest thing I took from my experience from being part of a church. Okay. And it's not going to have anything to do with God or anything like that. Um, that was a vehicle for this knowledge and wisdom that I've gained. But it was like, uh, I remember, I'll never forget the day I learned what unconditional love was linguistically like you, it was always there okay but as far as like learning the linguistics of it was through church we were learning about like there's different types of love you have like your the love for your family like, which is kind of a thing you have to actually like put work into <laughs> there's days where you don't want to love your there's family days you wanna, right yeah oh yeah so, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. the cane, cain and abel you know what i mean like so you're you'd have about- to put effort into loving each other because your family but you choose to do that i think there's no like natural like i like, um, like, there's no natural, like, I love you, you're my family, it's there. You I think you literally have to put effort into it. That's what makes it awesome. Because you're family. Like, you have you didn't to put choose effort it. into yeah. it. Then you have the love of, um, uh, I guess like a mother and a father have for their child. Unconditional love. Yeah, that's the unconditional love I'm talking about. The one in between, I think, was uh, like a, like romantic love. That's eros. Romantic love, in my in my opinion, is also something you have to work with. Yeah, because once the biochemicals yeah. wear off, you have to work. You do. You it's do. something because that one's more of a mindset than it is a chemical reaction. In you the, have the yeah. chemical reaction, which I call, uh, you know, um, um, infatuation. Yeah, is a good word for it. So, because again, this is a language problem. But so you have like infatuation, which is that cool little feeling you get—the puppy love, the, the, the and it wears off. The, the 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 new the new love feeling that wears off, and then you literally—it's a mindset that you have to choose to be in. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a commitment, it's a covenant, whatever you want to call it. It's wanting the higher good for the but other. But there's effort that he's put into those two types of love. Yep. Unconditional love is effortless. It is. It's literally, it's, you still have to choose to do it, but it's once you do, it's just like, awesome. You know, you're not, but you have to know you're not going to get anything in return. But I learned this in church, because it was talking, we, we did this whole like week about it around Thanksgiving Agape love. Agape love, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, um, that was a big trend for a while to talk about yeah. this. But it, it, I think it fucked me up. Because it didn't match the model of society that I was also being brought up in. So it caused you dissonance? Because there was none there from anybody to me or to anybody else around me from anybody at the time. So it really fucked me up for a while. But it because of that, it made me think about it a lot for years. So it stuck with you? Yeah. It's, some, it's something I have no problem dishing out to people. Well, and that's To just my own a- detriment sometimes. 
that's the lesson I had to learn and I've been learning, as you well know, is you cannot take care of others at your own expense without, yeah. like, you can't, in the sense that I have a personality type mainly because of how I was raised, that I was to serve other people or I get in trouble. And that's a lie because you should never help others. Mm -hmm. I, I truly do want to help others, but I would run myself so far into the ground that I would become ill. Yeah. And so now I'm making more of a focus. I can't be the best Katie Unless I take care of myself first. You have to put your oxygen mask on if you want to save the person next to you first. And it's not selfish to do so. Yeah. No, it's because not. Because honestly, when I'm firing at my best, I help a lot of people. And it's not to make me feel good. I actually yeah. want to. Like you said, it's you have to have You have to have the capacity to do it. If that's something you're choosing to do. Yes, you have to have the capacity. And, or even if it's if you're just impulsively like that, you still have to have the capacity to do it. You're going to burn out. Well, and I'm, burn out I'm like going star, through like burnout time. You know how it is. But yeah. my, th my first natural impulse, I love. To help people. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, I, it it makes me happy when I see yeah. someone down. You know, I have the weird feelings radar thing. Oh, just how's your day? Like, I, sometimes people need a hug. I think that's also, it's probably the most human thing we do is just that whole, let's help each other out unconditionally. We love each other. That's very human. You, I just don't think that exists in the animal kingdom anywhere. No, there Honestly. is some, there's some benevolence in the animal kingdom, but not. Yeah, benevolence, the, but not But like, not complete. Yeah, you know, but that's more of a function of a of of like this system of balance that nature has than it is like actual like. Are we the only species that'll run into don't a have fire societies. to save a baby? I think yeah. we are because we can think exactly. About it like I don't that, think yeah. I don't think animals have societies. The, to the degree we do, no, they yeah. do have some. There they are have some structures. Hierarchy. Yeah, there's hierarchies, there's structures. And they have empathy. I like I watch there's my horses. Empathy. They can go out and they'll groom each other. Yeah. Like but but as far as running into danger, most animals exit the danger. Yeah. Now a mama will protect her baby. I watched a pretty awesome video on the old YouTubes or something about this cow moose in Montana. A grizzly killed her cub. Ooh. And she just annihilated that grizzly. Mm -hmm. So I mean there's the impulses. Yeah. But us consciously, we'd kill the grizzly just so it didn't hurt anybody else's baby. Mm -hmm. That's our difference, I think, don't you? And and it's that a big difference, yeah. And that's out of love, I would hope. Well, there's vengeance and other feelings we have. But I think that vengeance, all you can't. I don't think you can have vengeance without love. Yeah, it just can become a problem because, like mm -hmm. all feelings, human have there's a fine line between serving others and serving yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of our problems come from: is people lack humility. Our culture does not promote humility. By all means, though, we have to serve ourselves to a degree. You have to take care of yourself, but yeah. as long I think as there's you, an excess point, a point of excess. I think as long as you keep the the context of humility and serving others as your focus, then yeah. taking care of yourself is not just um, about yourself. It's exactly. like about being your best self. Per perfect segue to the second thing I oh, biggest thing I thing? ever took okay. from, from I like being part this. of a church. Then we'll wrap it up. The, the teachings and wisdoms of the church, because it's not all bad. No, there are bad. There's tons of bad examples. We don't need to get into them. But any human, but like for the most part, like it's you know. The story of Jesus is a wonderful allegory for like how you can live your life in a very fulfilling way. Not even even if you don't want to live it for God, which is the intention of at least with the church, was to tell you that you everything you do needs to be to live for God because you're not supposed to live for the flesh body that you have because it's God's creation and you're supposed to you're supposed to glorify God through it, right? Okay, that's a very general version of what. The Christian church, especially the evangelicals, teach. Mm -hmm. um, and that creates its own set of problems with Puritanism and all that, right? Uh. But um, other than that, like the story of Jesus is a wonderful vehicle for the wisdom that it contains. True selfless love for others. Um, true selfless love for others. Don't be a fucking Pharisee. Yeah. So the thing he hated the most, because he's supposed to be God. 
in the flesh in this story, okay? So you're supposed to, that's important linguistically mm-hmm. for what it's representing as a story. The, the whole message behind it. It'll take another hour to break that down, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it as best as I can, okay? So, like, that humility that he was told to have. Yeah. Was like, he just, like, even though he, he supposedly knew he was the son of God, a.k.a. God himself in the flesh, blah, blah, blah. He um Made the was choice. very humble about it. It's not like he went around bragging. Oh, no, I took a class. And he did his college. miracles, but his miracles were not to, like, glorify himself. It was to prove a point. He didn't talk he was a doing lot it, <laughs> he was directly doing it. about his message. He showed it. Yeah. I think that's something people need to remember. He did. And he, he did these, quote-unquote, miracles, whatever you want to believe, but as a storytelling device, even. Um, these miracles were to represent uh, some kind of a point. That's what his whole shtick was about. He wasn't... It's not like he healed these sick people just to heal that one sick person. He did it, yes, to heal the sick person, but to prove a a huge point about, like, um... It was usually lessons. About it was usually about humility. It was usually about like like you look what you can do for others. Well, even though you don't, because everybody avoided the lepers, right? He just walked right in. He walked right in there and healed the lepers, and there was a point to that whole thing. Was well, and I feel like it's not supposed to be taken literally. I think our cultic tribalist tendencies because yeah a lot of churches it's not that way they're very groupy you don't feel welcome now not all mm-hmm. of them i've met some neat people i always feel very welcome yeah but there's a structure no the and hierarchy to everything humans you, but... do and the yeah. whole point of christ is like that doesn't matter nationalism doesn't matter like none of that stuff matters it's about at the end mm-hmm. of the day being kind and loving people and knowing exactly. that you are just as much of a failure as they are exactly and um Ironically, like we're going to title the episode for old time's sake, mm-hmm. but it's like um, for old time's sake, that's kind of a, in a way, one of the things we wanted to push through the podcast a lot was like um, humble, the, these things that you can get from spirituality, from any kind of church, any kind of those things without the authoritarianism, the hierarchy, the stigma, without any kind of like you have to have a faith in a higher power, none of that. But I think those teachings at the the very core of those stories. Well, and it goes back to hypothesis, which we talked about in the beginning over two years ago. Yeah. Now it's like use your brain. Yeah, exactly. You have it for H- a reason. Humans have accumulated so much wisdom and knowledge and written it down and passed it on through all the generations we've existed, and that's why we're here today doing what we're doing and have we're able to make a podcast and throw it out on the internet for everybody to see immediately, right? Yeah. Um. But that's it's very important to have those teachings. Not everybody gets them. Well, and this Parents is aren't and always like doing part of job. the point of our podcast is it's therapy for us just as much. And we oh, hope yeah. it would be that way for you because you are a deep thinking creature, whether you just don't do it or not. You still have that capacity, and everybody should be able to talk about stuff without judgment. Yeah, like you know, okay, who cares if someone judges you? But there should be forums. The ancient Greeks had forums. That's Where true. people discuss deep ideas without being labeled something. Yeah. Nowadays, you discuss one idea, you are put in a box, and you are, like, I guess, dehumanized. Ostracized. Yeah. Depending I, I, on your beliefs. And it's like, you should be able to talk about everything. You I don't agree. scare me. If you have I agree. Fa- well, and that goes back to the faith thing. If you have faith, I'm not scared. If you want to be a pagan, whatever, like, stuff, like, you know, if you want to, like, paint yourself purple and dance in the moonlight, I am fine if that works for you. Yeah. I would not hate you. Even like flat earthers. It's so fun that. to like pick apart that oh, idea. I'm, I do stuff like ref- that. Better or for worse. I can't. I can't. It, it's, well, it's it's the low hanging fruit of parody. Yeah. But <laughs> I still would love that but, person. Yeah. You know? It's, like I said, I think we have to start separating people from their ideas. I know a person that's and constantly. Because ideas are external, I believe. 
Well, and maybe right where they're at. And that's why looking at a person as a person in, in transition of growth. You're always mm-hmm. growing. Absolutely. I know someone who is like obsessed with chemtrails still love that person mm-hmm. to death. I used to be. Yeah. It was fun. Well, and also. It was fun in the same way that some people like to like believe uh, whatever. Insert any belief there. So maybe the like whole point of old time's sake is can we be a little kinder to people? It, it goes back. We come. We talk about this a lot. No people. It takes nothing to be kind. That's very true. And Brady and I love to make fun of stuff just as much as anybody else. Yeah, we're really good at. Oh, it. and there's plenty to make fun of. No shortage there. But at the end of the day, if someone is out on the street, I'm not going to throw rocks at them. Hell no. With the rest of the primates, like that's. That's literally what you're doing. I had this weird experience yesterday. We were downtown Spokane, so you never know what you're going to see. Well, we're sitting at a true. stoplight, and there's a guy. I'm, I'm not even going to pretend to know what was going on with the guy, because it could have been a new number of things. But he was like, I don't know if he was dancing or having a fucking drug freak out or what. I'm not going to pretend to know. But all I could think of was like, oh, there. Okay. He's having an experience. He's having now a- I'm having an experience observing it. <laughs> Oh, people doing but people I had no, like, bring me joy. Yeah. I had no, like, scoff for him. I had no, like, God, look at this guy. He's on drugs. I'm scared of him. Or, like, God, what a piece of shit. No, I just had this, like, whoa. He's having, he's, his experience right now is so vastly different than mine sitting in my car watching him. There's that it's human. All I could think about was, like, there's what that is human it humaning. Like? Yeah, what is it like to be that guy? Is he on drugs? If so, he's having a great time. Is he mentally ill? If so, like, does he know he's doing this like it's i i could think all i could do was like this like attempt to have empathy you're psychoanalyzing like wow yeah well and that's just it. as long as your experience is not harming others if you're harming yourself i'll feel mm-hmm. empathy for you but ultimately that's your choice yeah as long as it's not harming others i'm not going to get super judgy i'm not yeah. i'm just like oh look at that person's but um ed, uh inversely Inversely. I've been watching a lot of the show Burn Notice oh, about yes. like a, a burn spy, a burn secret agent, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's doing like all these odd jobs and trying to get his life back and take down this big entity, right? Whatever. Your typical like primetime spy show, whatever. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of it lately, trying to just get through that seven season so I, the story can be done in my head, right? Uh-oh. That's something I, I fall into these a lot. Oh, um, he's a binger. But <laughs> Walking around downtown Spokane, I kept things looking around going, I wonder if he's a fucking spy. You never know who's who now. Oh, but that's just You never know fun. who's pretending to be who anymore. I love th- trying to figure out people's stories. And then ironically, I met at like a cosplay convention, which is why we were there. Like we were going to a Comic-Con, right? So I'm like, in the Comic-Con, it's the same thing. Like everybody's pretending to be somebody else or at least putting on like the the, uh, the shell. Well, I was at a track awards banquet and a parent meeting. Yeah. For, and it's the same thing. Everybody <laughs> is trying to be somebody else. Yeah. The That's people true. that are truly authentically themselves are awesome because they just do not care. Tim Dillon is a good example of that. Oh, Timmy D. Um, there's a lot of great people who are examples of that, and we try to be. We do. I'm I'm not putting on like this persona to make a podcast. It's not a personality. No. We're not pretending anything. This is just me. This is how me and Katie discuss things. This is us. Oh, I've spent my whole life chameleon personing adopting to make people comfortable have, this is the a, one space that i don't do that you there's are a survival getting, mechanism to that that's uh, what it was from our from our old tribal days i suppose oh, I just there's want, a lot of leftover mine stuff is truly that. out of a desire mm-hmm. i want people to be comfortable when they're in my presence yeah. this but this podcast i am 100 percent unequivocally myself yeah me too i don't apologize for it either um, it's the one place i don't it's it's amazing what's left over from our old uh caveman days oh, or hunter-gatherer days because just, pretty much everything about humanity is a re- is from that, but we're just like shoehorning it into what we've built as a society now, and it I don't think it works anymore. No, that's why there's dissonance. Yeah, I think we're, there's too much technology now and too much 
uh, this is what we've built at Forest Society is a lot different than like what we evolved to be involved in. Well, yeah, we lived in communal tribes, groups. small tribes. Yeah. Now we're a giant. Now we're this and yet huge disconnected. Tri- cities are like these huge pockets of tribes because it's not like they're unified about no. anything. Well, we're, we're other than like everybody hates traffic. Like that's the one thing. Like that is a we're all going to come together about as a tribe if there's anything. Like, but yeah, we won't do. We anything hate the about traffic. It. We're not going to do anything about it. But okay. then the same traffic makes us hate each other. Oh my god, we could do an entire episode on that. We better. Did, end. I'm yeah, we're I'm not going end. to. We're gonna do, end. I'm not gonna unpack do. that right now. Okay, so so what do you, um, if you guys want to hear more, we're gonna you know I can't say every Sunday. We haven't been consistent, and we're sorry. Well, we all got very. I started yeah. this by almost dying. That's she my, almost died. Yeah, and then and then life happens, and kids. Ha- summer's about to happen. I don't know. And we were very consistent in the summer before. Yeah, which I will be here most of the summer. So um, we'll, we'll try it. But typically, if we upload, it'll be Sundays around noon or so. And maybe and, an occasional um, Friday, who knows? We're, we're up on the Discord, if y'all want to join us. We're lacking in the uh, whole membership numbers there. So go over to our Discord. Guys, you've had the internet for how long? Links are in the description. Yep. You know this. Please bother us. No, no, matter where bother. You're, no matter where you're listening to this, there's a description of the episode. And there's hyperlinks there. If the hyperlinks don't work because of the platform miscommunication of code, uh, just Google Go I the Show, all one word, no spaces, and you'll find us. Or head on over to Twitter, go at Go I the Show. All of their links are in our pinned tweet. You can find us. But use those also to spread us, please. And if you spread have, us, if open you daddy. have a topic you want us to discuss, we will discuss it. Like, Absolutely, we would happily discuss. We're wait- it. The whole point of the Discord that we started was not just to share memes, which is no, fun. Which is I stopped fun. doing that, by the way, just because like I've got overwhelmed. Well, we're kind of busy. Um, I don't like like I don't like having the responsibility of putting memes out there. I just like the memes, so I'm just. But if someone popped onto Discord and called us a bunch of idiots, we'd go for it. Yeah, so um, head over to the Discord. Um, we have a three speak, which is we're trying to do video things, but that's where we've been lacking on that. It's a long story. We'll get on it eventually. Um, but other than that, you can find us on all the fucking podcast platforms. So just share us. It's all Randy's fault. It's all Randy's fault <laughs> as the, uh, as our, the, the um, resident Hawaiian our, just said that Randy, it's not, it's not your It's fault. all your fault, Randy. He, but you know how he is. Let's just, uh, to wrap this up, we're out there. Find us, get on the discord, talk to us, email us. I don't care. Uh, real quick shout out again to Taylor. Taylor's awesome. Um, made us these awesome keychains. He's going to get us to soon. Uh, once this is over, we're going to discuss how to get you on the show, buddy. Yep. So um, spread the word, please. Get us, Spread us to all your friends. Have us, you know, everybody's got a smartphone now. All you Zoomers. I know you, y'all got fucking iPhones. Yeah. Get on there and find us. You can do it. No cap. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't think we have anything to promote. Randy's nope. not here, so nope. hi, Randy, if you're listening hi, to this. Hi, cuz. If you made it through our ramblings. Easter egg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.